Hey everyone, this is Rob. Hey, Michelle. And welcome to Boon Vape, your weekly podcast and everything you need to know about old school RuneScape. All right, so this week up on the docket, we of course are going to be starting off, as always, talking about what updates we have for you this week, what we've been doing, and what we've been progressing on. <laughs> and then we'll go right into the update this week. It's funny because this update is going to matter to some people and then not at all to others because uh, we'll see. But, Every uh, update. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll be talking about that and um, we'll go over everything there and a little bit of PvP changes in that as well. And then a little bit of dumb merch changes. Yes, a few uh, policy changes as it were. But. And then we'll be going into a couple things that actually were blog posts earlier this week, including the Tomb of a Masket, everything you need to know. Ooh. So there's going to be quite a few spoilers. So if you have been trying to stay away from the names of the bosses and the rewards, then this is probably not going to be the best podcast for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we'll finish off by talking about the Jagex launcher. There was quite a long write-up on it and why it's being made, what's taking so long, and the hurdles that they've had to overcome. So we'll take a look at that. And we'll be ending with a bit of a Q&A. Yep. But before we get into any of that, Michelle, how's it going? Going pretty well. I don't even, I didn't even read that much this week. First things first, I had my subathon. Oh, yeah. It went so extremely well. Uh, I ended up changing the rules a little bit because one sub per minute was kind of wild. The most I did was like every sub equals seven minutes. And at the end, I lowered it again because shout out Annan was being very generous. And I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. I need to stop. We're going to reach the max before I even get that many. Yeah. But overall, we got 110 subs. Yeah, it's really cool. It's so cool. It took us to our new uh, our new highest amount of subs at 202. It already went down like the day after 10 because some ran out. But still, very exciting. We reached 200, which means at some point I need to buy that bald cap and do with my bot cosplay. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. But the stream itself, it was like a lot of fun. People, um, if you like donated a sub, you get to choose a mini game. So I was basically doing mini games and like skilling and doing all the stuff that people requested most of the stream. I did my first Inferno try for uh, reaching a sub goal. I think we made, I started making some of the sub goals less subs too. Yeah. But... I had to give up my fire cape. Still have not gotten that back because I want to wait till I'm on a JAD task. <laughs> oh, unfortunate. Just get the Inferno cape. Uh-huh. I got to wave 14. <laughs> Almost. You know, it It was kind of cool. I like the layout of the room and stuff. Like, it's just a little square. So that was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, fight caves is huge yeah, for JAD. Yeah. yeah. But I did that. We made our little mocktails. Robert made us some fancy fake mojitos that were delicious. Yeah, they were pretty good. They were so good. I was thinking about them yesterday. I want more. And what else did I do? I know I did a lot, but I can't think of any. I did a couple raids too. Yeah, you did raids in between. Yeah, I did raids in between doing stuff, so it wouldn't be too many mini games. I don't think we got any cool drops. Uh, at some point, I got a drop recently. I got decks for myself. I yeah. think that happened in the last week. Yeah, I don't think it happened on the sub. Yeah, I don't think so. But I did get decks from in my name, so that was pretty exciting. Yeah, because I haven't gotten one in my name in like ninety something, ninety kills around that. Dang, okay. which I know isn't technically dry, but feels dry. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun. I stayed up like till four thirty in the morning, so fourteen and a half hours streaming. My longest stream, I was getting straight up delusional by the end of it. I was just laughing a lot, like, because <laughs> I didn't even know what was happening. You know, whenever you're tired, 
you're technically drunk, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they say don't drive when you're tired, because it's the same thing. Yeah, but I'm always tired, so it's unfortunate. So I literally got drunk on life, I just realized. Wow. Wow. So you get drunk on life every day if you're tired. Wow, I'm just always drunk. You shouldn't drive. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling very grateful for everyone who came and hang it, hung out. And we also started our new sponsorship with, it's a game called Suspects murder mansion or mystery mansion mystery mansion and it's just like it's like a party game you could have like six to ten people and we all play together and one of us is a murderer and we have to figure out who it is and vote them out of the house essentially yeah sounds like another game i cannot say it sounds like uh goose goose duck is goose goose duck like that yeah oh okay well i can compare it to goose goose duck i can't compare it to a specific game that you all are probably thinking of yeah i but like goose goose duck because it was free this one's free too it's a mobile game yeah yeah. it's a lot of fun i we reached 10 people already which was our first goal the next one's 15 then 20 and then i think 30 so it'd be nice to get all 30 because we get like 350 dollars or something but still i'm excited that we got 10 and we were playing it on stream the other day for like six hours yeah like i was just playing on and off with a bunch of people it's actually really fun and you are like little animals and stuff. So my two characters are a fox. And then I think I'm a little flamingo. People kept talking about how I was the bird and how I was like a liar. Yeah, a I'm really, bird. I'm a bad liar. It's funny. But it was a lot of fun. And if anyone wants to come play that with me, twitch.tv slash boonbabe. Come play. Download it from our QR code, preferably, please. And come play with me because I want to play it so bad. No one wanted to play it last night. <laughs> <laughs> if you play with strangers, they're all just like kids. So it's just like, I'll still play, but they're not very good at it. Yeah, the game's like really popular among the younger demographic. Yeah. And whenever I played the other day, that when I did play with adults, it was at like five in the morning and I was playing with people from Serbia, Russia, and Ukraine. And I'm like, all right, so this is when the adults are online. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Has to be at like five in the morning. <laughs> unfortunate timing that's cool yeah uh other than that i was doing a bunch of abyssal demon tasks because i still was doing like the 100 abyssal demons killed every 10 subs and i got 110 subs but thankfully saved by the bell i reached that 6,000 limit so that means that the last like eight i just had to go and try abyssal sire abyssal sire is okay it's fine the head what do you mean, mean 6,000 limit uh, so my thing that I was doing is every 10 subs, I was going to kill a hundred abyssal sires because I'm trying to get the abbey head Yeah. and the drop rate for it is one out of 6,000. So I said that I would go and kill a hundred every 10 until I reached 6,000 and then I would try sire. Oh, okay. So I only had to kill like 350 and then I was able to go to sire for the rest of them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Sire's cool. I've died twice. I think the first time I just wasn't paying attention to my prayer and then the second time I wasn't paying attention to my health. So it's not a hard boss. It's just I need to stop looking at the chat when I'm bossing. Yeah. I got, I'm probably only like 20 kills total, I think. And I got uh, one on Sired already. I got the jar randomly. I've yeah. never gotten a jar anywhere. Yeah, it's pretty lucky. Yeah, it's not worth a lot, but I'm like, I'll put this in my house eventually because I'm excited to get a jar. Yeah, I've never gotten a jar either. Also, I've Weird, never right? wanted to go to Sire. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just like, he's like one of the... Like he's not a good moneymaker. Most disappointing bosses, probably. The fight itself is like kind of fun and pretty quick. Yeah. I think my fastest is like two minutes, and I know I'm not doing it that fast. Yeah, of course. It's a fairly easy fight, so I'll do it every once in a while, but you can't get that many kills an hour because 
like the way I'm doing it, at least you're like tanking quite a bit. So I get like two. I think the th three was the max. And because he dropped a bunch of potatoes uh, and you have to like leave and just run back. And that part's kind of annoying. But the fight itself's pretty enjoyable. I, I'll probably do it a little bit more, but I'm also going to just go back and forth between that and regular Avi demons because I don't want to get too tired of them, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And as far as chambers, I haven't really done that much since the subathon. I did one last night. Just one? Yeah, I only did one last night. I was like weirdly tired last night initially, but I'm going to take a nap today, so I'll be back for today. Yep. <laughs> Robert even told me too, he was like, you're not going to take a nap? And I was like, I feel fine. As soon as like 7.50 hit, 10 minutes before stream, I was like, why didn't I take a nap? It's almost as if I'm I sleeping. Knew. I didn't think I'd be tired. I don't know. But yeah, I've been having lots of fun. Come play games with me and hopefully I'll get the Abby head soon. Oh, by the way, one out of 6,000 from Abby Demons, but from Sire, the drop rate lowers to only one out of 1,250. Yeah, still doesn't seem very worth it. Awful. Just awful. Because the unsired is one out of 100, and then, like, it's, what, one out of, what's that drop to make uh, it make sense? The math. The math mathing. Basically, being like, unsired is unlikely. Comes from, it comes from an unsired? Mm-hmm. An unsired uh, is one out of 100. I got lucky. I got unsired at, like, 10. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, no. So I was even thinking about maybe doing something off stream and collecting on Sires, but I also know I'm very impatient and would just want to do it immediately, you no, know? Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't know if you can stack them. No, I don't think you can. Oh, rude. Okay, but yeah, we'll see what or I do. Or at least if you can, I've never seen anyone do it. Yeah, no one has any need to except for me. No, like I've literally, like people stack, I've seen people stack a thousand caskets, but I've never seen anyone stack on Sires. Maybe you can. I should look it up. Yeah, I don't think you can bank them. Oh, I gotta keep my inventory. Yeah, no, that'd be a pain. Uh, also last night I played a new game called Little Misfortune, which I think Jimmy Dean got me off my Steam wish list a few weeks ago, maybe last month. So What's shout your out. Your favorite game? It's not as good as Frambo. Frambo is made by the same people because, like, one comment put it well. You don't really have much agency over what your character does. It's more like a walkthrough of the story, but the animation style is really cool and the I mean, story is pretty interesting. And did it advertise itself as an open sandbox game? Uh, I didn't read anything about it. I just saw it was by <laughs> the same people as Frambo. And I don't, I've said this before, like, I don't like to know what stuff's about when I play it yeah. or anything. Like, I don't watch movie trailers. I don't watch trailers for nothing. Yeah. Like, because I just like to go into stuff blindly. Okay. Even whenever I start reading books, like the Stephen King book that I'm reading right now that's like fairly old, it's not that scary of a book. And I spent like, the first third of the book waiting like oh when's it gonna get scary before realizing oh it's not scary it's just a normal stressy book <laughs> yeah. like to be surprised i don't want any any like biases going into it i guess oh, okay but it was pretty cool uh it was funny people people weren't really talking much during it but every once in a while someone just be like this game's weird and i'm like yeah i know right <laughs> yeah it's really weird it's a very dark kind of unsettling game just about a little girl who was supposed to die that day and we're kind of walking around with her you can you make some choices along the way but there's nothing like Brambo took me like 16 hours to finish because there's a lot of stuff you have to do on your own that are like puzzly almost like that i couldn't figure out this game took two and a half hours oh, okay yeah but i would play it again to unlock all the achievements i like how steam has the achievements it's like collection logs <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh but yeah that's about it i've been really wanting to play a lot like different games so i might even play other stuff tonight on stream as well we'll see i don't want to play amnesia but i'm too lazy and also it's scary it's not even scary it's scary and the last time i played I mean, it you haven't even got to the scary parts 
How have I not gone to the scary part? I thought I was almost done with the game. No, have you got to the water yet? Yeah, the water. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. So I think I am nearly done. Yeah, you got you got to the scary. Part. I got lucky because Annan said that the water was. If you play played amnesia, there's basically like you have to jump from like one surface to another, and there's like what just pretends piranhas in the water. <laughs> well, it's the floor is lava essentially. Yeah, the floor is lava, and there's like a shark in the water chasing you if you go in the water and it runs towards you. Yeah. And it wasn't working for me correctly, <clears throat> so sometimes like the thing would just like disappear and not chase me. So it made it a lot less scary, but it was still terrifying. Yeah. It was working in like the first two thirds and like the last room, it wasn't really working. And I was like, all right, <laughs> let's go. That's cool. That that was so scary actually playing that part. Right now I'm at, uh, I'm fixing like some elevator. So I think I am near the end, but there's three games. Probably. Yeah. There's more games. There's also other types of games that are similar yeah. that you would like. Like uh, another popular one is Outlast. Outlast is on my wish list too. Yeah. I have a couple of scary games that people have recommended. Because Phasma was my first scary that game. game. That game is also scary because it's from the perspective of you're filming the entire thing. Oh. And you can only really see in the camera. So you're, when your camera runs out of battery, <gasps> you can't really see. It's scary, but I, it's scary, but I want it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the main reason I'm, like, scared to play Amnesia is the part I'm at. I'm out of, like, any light sources. And whenever you start getting out light sources, this creepy thing starts following you. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I don't remember what I was doing. So I'm just out of light and I spawn and I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? Yeah. And it's just scary for no reason because I don't know what's happening. I think you think... I think you would think Outlast is scarier because it's more realistic. I think that the camera thing seems scary because in Phasmophobia, one of the things that you look for is ghost orbs and you can see them on camera. So people go in with their flashlights off and just look at it through the camera and it always sketches me out too much. Yeah. I'm like, I can't just use the camera. I, I only I say that not just because of the camera, but because you're scared of more real life things. Mm-hmm, I am. And essentially that game is about like escaping a bunch of like psychopaths oh okay yeah like it's not like this game where you're running away from like a like a demon thing yeah amnesia was scaring me but at the same time i did die once and i was like okay it's fine i just respawn it's scary but if i die i die and that game would probably freak me out because it'd be more real yeah oh i thought it was fake too like demons and stuff no no it's like real people oh no i want to play it (laughs) you want to want to watch me play scary games come stop by I, yeah, tell me to play Amnesia because I'm a little baby and need encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what have you been up to? Um, I have not been playing scary games. <laughs> um, I have been playing a little bit of RuneScape, so I did a little bit of uh, Guardians of the Rift. Also, obviously, more woodcutting and stuff like that. God, I want the freaking thing that you have so bad, oh, the, the lantern. lantern. Yeah, lantern's really Ugh, cool. I got my pouch back yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, I had to go to the abyss that killed 160 leech things to get all the pouches back. Oh, gross. Yeah, my colossal one degraded completely. Yeah. No one knew that was a thing. Probably, but anyway. Probably don't do that. I just need the a, lantern. Just a lantern. <sighs> I want it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I did a bit of woodcutting, guardians, and some more Firewatch Sentinels. And then also on my main, for the first time ever, I like went and actually did some clues. I don't know why. I love clues. I wanted to do this, but I bought like 100 eclectic and uh, like did those. How many clues scrolls did you get? Um, I think I did like 85 of the eclectics and I only got like seven clues. 
Claire said you had 85 clues out of 100. And I'm like, your RNG was like crazy there. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, I definitely lost money, but I was looking for... But eventually you'll get a Ranger and it'll all pay off. Yeah, I was looking for a pair of Rangers because they're like the most expensive they've been in a really long time right now. They are? Yeah, they're like 40 mil. We should just hang out in Puro Puro and catch all the Eclectics. No, that takes way too long. It's still more profitable to just buy the Eclectics. Unless you go dry. I mean, even if you go dry, like based on like the average amount, unless you like go double or quadruple dry. How much are the Pagasians worth right now? Uh, I don't know. The, are the, the Rangers ra boots? Yeah, the Rangers are like 41 mil. Are you serious? Yeah. So you'd have, to, you'd have to buy like over 4,000 Eclectics for it to be not worth it. Jeez Louise. Might work on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I was doing that, and uh, it was it was all right. There was one Rangers? thing. No. Uh, I didn't get anything. Good. And your six clues? Yeah, I got, like, um, the coolest thing I got was, like, a penguin mask or something like that. Which oh, that's like cute. Which is, like, 17K. It's a collection log. Yeah, yeah, I definitely got a few things for the collection log. But um, it's funny. There's one song that I actually didn't have, and it was for um, going into the smoke dungeon. Because, like, I don't ever go in there. Oh, were you able to go? Yeah, yeah, I already had it unlocked and everything. I just didn't go. That's really funny. Also reminds me, I still need... I looked at my... Because um, like, I couldn't use the quest cape, of course, which I didn't mm -hmm. really need to because I have a ring in my house. But um, was, I, I realized I still need to do the the quest for... The goblins? Tomb or... of Masket. Oh, the tomb one, yeah. Yeah, I still need to do goblins, but I don't really care about that I liked much. the goblin quest a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember I still need to do that. But either way, besides that, I really didn't do... Uh, too much. I just did a few things here and there, like more AFK stuff. But I was actually thinking about it. I kind of want to work on like another 99 soon. Mm -hmm. But I don't really know what I want to do. So I could do cooking. Everyone says that one's really fast. Cooking is really and fast. And not too expensive. No, I'd make money doing it if yeah. I did crumble ones. Well, but, um, they say wine is fast. Wine is fast because you can just AFK it at the bank and stuff exactly. like that. I, I think Karam ones is faster. It's like over 600K an hour. So I could get it in I and you'd know, make money this week if I wanted to. But um, I don't think I'll be Too doing that. for me. I just don't. I'm just not super interested in 99 cooking. I, I'd like, weirdly enough, I'd be more interested in getting like Hunter or working on Hunter. I don't know if I'd get 99 Hunter, but working on Hunter or like like herb lore so i was thinking of like maybe farming herby because i could also get a pet i was gonna say the pet too that yeah. and the chinchampas both would make you money and pet chance yeah so i was, I was kind of thinking about that i don't know why but i suddenly like want to get like, 99. work on a 99 and I, I like combat and i have one more 99 combat to go or melee to go attack? yeah it's attack it's like a 96 or 97 Close. So it's pretty close anyway. You anyways. had AFK Nightmare Zone, but also like might as well just do Slayer or something if you're already doing it. Y yeah. I don't, I don't really plan on AFKing that Nightmare Zone ever again. <laughs> I know. My defense is like, is it 97 or 98? It's pretty close to 99. But regardless, I'm like, I could AFK this and have it done soon. But also, I still want to get my Slayer to 99. So I should probably just keep doing Slayer. Yeah. Plus, it's also, like, not fast. Like, whenever I did AFK my strength to 99, um, I think, like, 98 to 99 took me, like, 30 hours at Vires. Like, something like that. Like, mm -hmm. it took a really long time. Like, a whole week. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not like it's fast or anything, so. It's just so you don't have to pay attention. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't think I'll ever go back to Nightmare Zone unless I really need to, which. For imbued helms, maybe, in the future. It's not That's really. Reason I it's go. not likely. I still have 4 million points, so it still will be. <laughs> you have so much points. Quite a while until I need to go back again uh -huh. 
And then by then, maybe I'll just go to Soul Wars and imbue it that way. Said Soul Wars is fun. And pet. There's a pet oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have actually a pretty good chance to get a pet there, too. And Do you I, really? I like them. Yeah, it's one out of, I think it's only one out of 100. Like, it's really low. I saw people, like, slandering the pets there. And I think that they're kind of cool because they're huge. Oh, uh, are they huge? They're pretty big, right? I don't think so. I think they're ugly. I think they're ugly people, in like a cool way. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people don't like about them. A lot of people don't like the ugly pets, and I'm like, they're still flex. I like it because it's, I think it's two pets in one. Like, I think you could change them. Yeah, I think you could change Pretty it from sure, the, yeah. the protector to the other one. Which I like. Yeah, which which the the other one is I like only really ever, cool. I only ever see one. I think I only ever see the protector. So every time I see the other one, I'm like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what it's called. Yeah, I don't know what either of them are really called, but um, I know one looks like essentially like a like a busted garage door. And yeah, one I always see, and I'm like, oh, is this garage door? And I'm like, no, it's not. What is this guy? Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll probably just do that instead of going to Nightmare Zone. I don't know. I'm not. I feel like I've done. You have been saying you want to do a pet grind, so it kind of done work. my fair share of Nightmare Zone. So oh yeah, it's Lil Creator and Lil Destructor. Yeah, the Lil Destructor looks like a jacked bandos. The Lil Creator looks like a spiky goblin dude. Yeah, he looks like a like a discount uh, tree beard. Uh, what's tree beard? What's the tree pet? Oh, Tangleroot. Yeah. Oh, I like it. He looks like a discount Tangleroot. I can't wait till I get him. Yeah. I mean, that'll never Ever. happen. But. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. I was thinking about that. I was also thinking about bossing, like um, like God Wars or something like that. Ooh. But uh, I probably wouldn't do that until, I, like, I probably wouldn't do it unless you wanted to, like, duo it or something like that. I'd be down to it sometime. I'm not really keen on, like, soloing any bosses right now. I don't know. I just haven't had, like, a, like, a drive to go to any bosses. I don't really like soloing bosses now. Group ta- content's too much fun. I don't mind soloing bosses. I just don't. I just can't be asked right now. I don't know. I'd rather. Yeah. I'm like more focused on skills. But even at Sire yesterday, I was like, does someone else want to come do Sire at the same time as me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sharing my pain. But um, yeah, I think that's it. Honestly, not not a ton going on, but it was just I'm a little glad bit you of played progress. some. Yeah. It's funny because Mandy actually commented on the podcast last week saying something like, "Name a more iconic duo than Robin." I haven't actually done much this week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You can't. It's I feel the most like, iconic. I feel like I do a lot compared to like a normal person. I think I you don't hi- week, you but... don't hype yourself up enough. You make it seem like you don't do anything. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's hard to hype up chopping trees for ten hours. Like I don't. <laughs> I would spend five minutes talking about it. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I don't know. I chopped. Uh, I got like four hundred more U logs. It was pretty cool. I'm getting close to being eighty six woodcutting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, See, cool. I'm like <laughs> I get excited about dumb stuff like that. Well, the thing is, like, I'm not doing it on my main, so it's not as exciting. So mm-hmm. I'm just doing it on the GIM, so it's kind of like... Oh, yeah, that's true. It's kind of like whatever. And Any then, more blood shots this week, by the way? No, I haven't gotten anything from, from buyers either. I'm just getting a bunch of, like, like breastplates and stuff like that, so... You know that you inspired uh, King Canadia to go to Firewatch? Oh, yeah. I raided them last night, and they were like, yeah, Rob made me want to go here. <laughs> yeah, it's super chill, and you get a lot of money, so even if you don't get any blood shards it's, it's still, still nice money it's still three to 500k an hour just yeah. doing nothing really exactly and yeah it's like literally doing nothing if you have 99 uh prayer and like are you're wearing full prayer gear on top of that you can afk for over 10 minutes at a time reminds me i got 90 prayer oh nice yeah yeah mine's only i think like 82 still or something like that but um yeah the more i boss the more i'm like god i wish i had 99 prayer yeah. It's so cool. I've wanted that for a while. I just don't want to spend the mills. Exactly. So I've just been doing it passively. Like I keep on my unsold heads to use those and stuff. Yeah. And that's 
And then I do like Ashling to fire and stuff. I don't want to buy films. Yeah, no, exactly. Doing it the cheap way. Um, either way, though, I guess we can probably go into the update for this week. Yeah. So the update is called Activity Advisor Phase oh, 1. Oh, yay. Yeah, so pretty cool. I actually didn't expect this to be coming out this week. So when I was reading it this morning, it was kind of exciting and then also not exciting. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Oh, Phase 1 means it's not in the game, I'm guessing? Uh, So a quick PSA. There was a bit of downtime. If anyone was in the UK, then you probably experienced this. A lot of people were making jokes about this because for whatever reason, when they tweeted that there was going to be downtime, they said that make sure to schedule your shower time around like this time. And everyone's like, it was like two hours long. <laughs> everyone's like, what are you talking about? Who showers for that long? Like, it was like They're an just absurd. calling us all sweaty. It was like an absurd amount of time. It says right here, it's from 1130 BST to 1345 BST. You know, I happened to just end the stream early last night because I was tired after that game. Good thing I, uh, good thing I left. I would have been so sad. Yeah, you definitely would have. But yeah, it was just really funny. They're all like, schedule your, or times to schedule your shower. And everyone's like, what? Are you calling a stinky? No, it's just a weird thing for them to like say. But uh, weird. Either way, um, it actually ended up coming up early at around 1320 BST. So Ooh, whole, 25 minutes. Yeah, nearly. Actually, they're supposed to come up at 1400. So actually almost 40 minutes beforehand. So pretty oh, good. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, actually a decent amount of time for anyone that had to stop their showers. Um, as far as the activity advisor goes it's actually a really cool update it's something i've been looking forward to Mm -hmm. so osrs has an amazing community made up of players with varying interests skills and experience in the game some of you have experienced almost all of the content that the game has to offer but there are still loads of players in the process of starting their journey or returning to it and figuring out what to try next We've all been in the situation where we believe we have grinded several requirements to start playing a piece of content, only to find out there are several more requirements (laughs) locked behind a quest, which is locked behind another quest, and so on. We're all used to it by now, but account progress for newer or returning players can be a real challenge. It's a long road to get the more exciting parts of Gilnor. As a note, we've seen your feedback regarding the gaps in mid-game and want you to know that this is something we've taken on board. In the meantime, though, we think it's important to have a tool in place to help players of all levels find suitable content to try. So it's, I mean, that's kind of cool that they're like acknowledging that there is literally no mid-game in this game. Yeah, right? Um, Beginner or end. (laughs) They're all like, all right, you're either... uh, under 1800 total or you're over 1800 total or you're maxed (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's funny because like the like being a beginner in this game is literally like up to like 17 or 1800 total and it doesn't feel like it you hit 1500 and you're like i'm a pro yeah and then the mid game is like 1800 to 1900 (laughs) like it's like literally non-existent mid game and then like yeah 2000 plus is like end game it's like i feel like people say mid game for everything in this game like beginner yeah. stuff they're like this is mid game i'm like there's no way i feel like everyone says everything is mid until it is like mega end game until suddenly all you do is raids and nightmare yeah it's like you either i technically i know it's end game content but i still don't feel end game yeah i mean obviously it's everyone's own opinion but i yeah. feel like the majority of people i talk to about this or at least see online they're all like you either just started your account your mid game or your maxed mm-hmm. like that's kind of like i don't know why that's the general consensus but i feel like after 2000 you're pretty much an end game like you're not really doing any beginner stuff ever or medium tier stuff ever i actually did a very good beginner clue the other day 
I got oh, like eighty thousand. I mean, not just that, so you know. Yeah, no, that's that's collection lock it stuff. It reminded which is me. Actually, more end game. Actually, yeah, it is not. <laughs> now, I guess I am starting to get an end game. If now I actually think about like, oh, I buried all these random events for collection logs. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, it's, that's kind of weird. But either way, so this is pretty cool. Uh, this in-game tool will highlight activities relevant to your account by measuring your progress and seeing what big exciting content is in store next. It automatically tallies up your skill levels, quest status, recent activity, and other essential stats to figure out what adventures you might be interested in. For the moment, the activity advisor only suggests quests, but we expect to include skills, minigames, and other categories later. So this is the saddest part of this entire thing, which why is uh, I said it either will matter to you or it won't. Mm -hmm. Because for now, the activity advisor is only available to selected accounts as part of an initial testing period. Aww. Provided this goes well, we'll use player feedback to make changes before it goes available to all accounts. So how do they choose who gets it? It is seemingly random or uh, I don't know. It's probably like big content creators so they could... I don't know, because it would only be really useful for people that aren't endgame. But they have to they have to choose people ahead of time to make sure that they'll actually respond, you know? They can't just send to a bunch of random accounts that will never reply to them. Not necessarily. I don't know. Weird. Uh, either way, though, they don't disclose who they sent it to. Hey, I didn't log in. Maybe I haven't. Um, <laughs> it's very possible. Whenever you do log in, and if you have been chosen, there, there will be a specific dialogue box whenever you log in oh. saying that you've been chosen and uh, you can actually use it. It's very dope. Yeah, but um, if you have not been chosen, then of course that will not show up and you will not be participating, but maybe your friend has, so maybe they can stream it or something like that. Did you get it? I have not logged in either. Okay. Um, available and target content. So there are two categories of content you can find in the activity advisor, available content and target content. So for the available content, it is a range of activities that you can get stuck into immediately because you meet all of the necessary skill and quest requirements. Well, target content is milestone activities and progression moments that you're close to, but nice. don't quite have the requirements for. So these are like, yeah. So essentially it's just stuff you work towards like bigger end quests and mm -hmm. available content will be like winter talk because you can probably do that. Okay, cool. Uh, quest section. So in the quest section, there'll be uh, you'll be able to see quests that you have the requirements for, as well as quests that you're close to being able to start. It actually has a picture up here that shows um, what the what what it actually looks like, like the interface, and it actually is pretty cool. It shows how close to you, to the requirements you are. Like for instance, if you are 38 crafting, then it'll show that the requirement is 40, and you need plus two in order to get the actual requirement. So it'll show you how many levels you need in order to actually get the requirement and be one step closer to whatever you're working on. And the ones that you do have available, they tell you what big things are accessed. So like Priest and Peril says, get access to Mortania, Druidic Ritual, unlock Herblore, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think it looks pretty user friendly and also it has a specific free quest only section. Nice. Which is uh, also, of course, very useful. Imagine if they made this pay to play only. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I could actually imagine. It. I could too. Uh, they do say that this section will prioritize quests that give access to important unlocks such as fairy ring teleports or progression equipment. We've noticed that one of the most common early game struggles is getting around, for example. So we hope that pointing new or returning players in the direction of useful teleports and other unlocks will reduce the time they spend schlepping from one side of Gilnor to the other. Future sections could include skills, utility, and miscellaneous, 
which would cover skills, run energy, and teleports, and clues and mini games, respectively. Mm. Does this cover all the bases? We want to know. So make sure to share your thoughts and feedback on all this stuff. Take a look. We do have the notes in the description so you can actually see what it looks like for yourself. Nice. And as far as, like I said earlier, if you do get selected to be part of the A-B testing, you'll see a pop-up on your next login saying that you have been selected for the activity advisor and you can click the button by the minimap to check out your new adventures. I wish I'd logged in to see if I had it. Yeah. It's I pretty, didn't read any of the notes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty big pop-up, so you should notice it. But unfortunately, it will go away if you engage in combat. So if you're just logged in and then you log into or logged out and you log into like immediate viral Fire watch, watch yeah. like fighting you, then it would just not be there. So, so make sure to check. There should be a scroll next to your special attack. And that'll be what the actual oh, icon looks like. Cool. Yeah. Uh, as far as final notes go, they say suitable activities are based on a number of factors, not just the fastest route to account progression or XP. We want to help people find the activities they'll enjoy the most, and that's not necessarily the content with the most efficient grind. What? A no efficient game? I'm confused. We also want to point out that players are encouraged to play the game whichever way suits them. The activity advisor is just a tool to highlight activities players uh, people might enjoy, not a definitive path for players to take. And if you want to check out the activity advisor in more detail, they'll be having a full stream on it on the 21st, which is tomorrow or the day this comes out on I think Thursday. A few hours before it comes out, but they'll probably be on YouTube. Yeah, they do have a they have the full vods on Twitch, and also they put them out on YouTube later on. Perfect. So it doesn't really matter if you miss it unless you want to stay as up to date as possible. Um, besides that, though, the activity advisor is intended to complement the OS wiki, not replace it. They highly recommend having a read through of their fantastic guides as you decide what to tackle next. Of course, I think everyone is really familiar with the OSRS wiki at this point. You don't have it open every day you're playing. What are you doing? Especially as a new account or a new player, like all the stuff that we are spouting off, like all this random stuff you'll hear from time to time is stuff that you will find on the wiki. Like this is yep. not just something that we found out in the game. It's something that you we definitely, on the wiki. <laughs> yeah, you definitely find on the wiki through reading there's so a bunch much stuff of you don't even know exist and then you look at the wiki and you're like what is this <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly like anytime someone asks like what would be the best strategy or what we like to do at certain bosses it's because we looked on the wiki yep and that's how everyone starts oh yeah but overall i think this is a pretty cool addition yeah i'm um, excited about it like i said i think whenever we first heard about this i think i said that one of the like number one things that people ask about as newer players is what to do exactly yeah even if they've done all the quests in the game a lot of people still don't know what to do so i'm glad that this kind of scales with your character it seems i wonder if it's going to do it even when you're in game like you'll have more suggestions yeah i can i don't see why not because it'll just so. it'll probably suggest other end game stuff yeah or maybe it'll suggest like earlier game stuff that you just haven't done like maybe you don't have a fighter's torso or something yeah, I've been taking a lot of people over Barry and Assault. Yeah. A lot of weirdly maxed players who don't have either store cell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so next up is the PvP arena feedback changes. First up, players can now configure the types of runes they take in the PvP arena using the configure option in the rune pouch. Please know, however, that the spellbook interface will also show spells requiring runes provided by items, such as the fire runes provided by the Tome of Fire. The Will of Ferdinand has been removed from the loadout chest. Players have raised concern about its power being disproportionate to other offerings like Xerite Crossbow. This is a change we'll be keeping a close eye on and would be happy to revert if needed, but we hope this is a bit more balanced. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
They say that they have also added a button, which lets you copy your opponent's loadout and unrank duels, which I think is huge. Yeah, that's because definitely Because it's really such cool. a pain to keep switching tabs back and be like, wait, I need to go change this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next, the ELO system. ELO? ELO? No, it's it's ELO. It's, ELO. Um, yeah, I don't know what ELO stands for. I've never known what that stands for, but it's essentially your matchmaking rating system. Oh, okay. I just thought it was matchmaking. So the matchmaking system was disproportionately affecting players with larger rank gaps. So we've adjusted the way the point rank that the rank points scale in uneven fights. This means that players winning against weaker opponents will gain fewer rank points. Players losing against stronger opponents will lose fewer rank points. Players winning against stronger point opponents will gain more rank points. Players losing against weaker opponents will lose more rank points. Oh, yeah, it just okay. seems like they're adjusting it because, um, yeah, this is something that every rank system has to go through every once in a while, especially being a new one like this. Because, for instance, if you're like, a really high ranking person, let's say you're like 5,000 ELO mm -hmm. and they can only find matches for you against like two or 3,000, then you'd have to win like so many in a row for it to even matter because you'd only get like one to five points, let's pretend. Basically, it's saying you can't take the easy way out to get higher. Um, No, it's, it's making it easier on both ends, essentially. Oh, okay. Because for instance, in that case, you'd have to win like 10 games for you to actually move up. Whereas if you lost one, you'd lose like so many points that you'd essentially have to win like like t like 20, 10, 20 games in a row. They just made it appropriate compared to the ranks of the people you're fighting. Yeah, exactly. Because if it, you shouldn't be punished if they can't find people that you, are, your, are your level. Yeah. They said that lastly, we've reduced the price of abuse scrolls from 500 war points to 200. So players can obtain more of them for use on the go. We'll refund reward points to players who have already bought scrolls upon their next login. That's cool because I think good. a lot of, I mean, obviously a lot of people that do the arena like PvP and probably bring imbued stuff into the wilderness and die with it. So yep. <laughs> that definitely makes sense. Probably all the time. Yeah, probably definitely makes sense that the uh, scrolls are cheaper. And so the final thing, which is annoying. Um, yeah, it's a little, <laughs> it's definitely a little annoying. It's good that there's clarification so people aren't unjustly or unknowingly crossing the line but um wish this didn't say anything people could keep crossing that line this is going to be the create with confidence our fan content policy but so our community is a huge part of what makes our game amazing we appreciate that players may therefore want to use con or game content to make awesome things like youtube videos twitch content custom creations or even covers of runescape songs we're keen to encourage your creativity and we love to see the wonderful works you come up with. We're also aware that there's been some confusion in the past over what is and isn't acceptable, especially when it comes to physical creations such as plushies and models, and this can make things a little intimidating. This makes me so sad. So there is a full um, write-up on the Jagex fan content policy, like some actual essentially legal stuff, and it says what you can and can't do, whether it be a cover, uh, how the rules work, or what property is under Jagex, if you can sell stuff. And um, it even includes newer things such as NFTs. And if you're wondering, no, you cannot make any NFTs of any Jagex content. I mean, side note, NFTs are dumb. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a ton of stuff. So if you are a creator of things such as plushies or really anything related to OSRS and you do sell it for a profit, then this is definitely going to... Uh, apply to you so you might want to check them out because there is a limit for example on how many items you can sell if you do make stuff it's so frustrating um, this is going to affect most people's which is why i do bring it up but they say they do not mind you selling up to 100 items 
of an individual item you have made using Jagex property, where the object is made by hand or via a limited production run with a third party factory. Uh, this doesn't stop you making variants of a particular item, provided there is a visible and material difference between the two items you are selling. So for example, I guess they're saying that if you do sell miniatures of, I don't know, let's say Jad, um, you can sell a hundred of them, but if you want to sell more than a hundred, then you have to either change the design or change the material it's made out of. So make it not Jad. Yeah. Or <laughs> you can change the material to be like, maybe you start, you're using like a, like some sort of like poly plastic. You can change it to be, I don't know, some kind of a other kind of plastic. It's weird. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Obviously it's um, anti creator but um i looked it up also jagex like we said makes over half a billion <laughs> is their net worth right now yeah of course and they're like but small creators are ruining this yeah like, so shut up um uh, obviously it's because they don't want people to um make money when they could well piggyback off their content and yeah essentially take profits that could have been theirs so that I mean, annoys me so much company policy it makes sense but from a moral policy not so much yeah so morally, they're in the wrong here. They're just taking away from small creators. Unfortunate. Uh, either way, that's what it, that is what it is. So just so you know, be aware of that if you are a creator of any kind. Um, so I'm not going to go over everything because I essentially just summed it up there. But uh, again, if you want to go into the full detail, if you make anything, then uh, make sure to check that out. You know, it says that you can write short stories, but they have to be under 15,000 words. Yeah, they can't be Jesus. full. Jesus. Well, yeah, they can't be full, like, uncannoned books, essentially, I think is what they're trying to avoid. Do they not know what fan fiction is? Uh, fan fiction <laughs> is not 15,000 words, that is certain. You're not reading some good fan fiction. All right. Uh, <laughs> either way, that's about it for this week. There was a few smaller changes, but none that really seemed super worthwhile, except for maybe now you can left-click the cook option on the fancy range in your POH. Um, unless you have a kettle on the stove, then of course tea always comes first. <laughs> uh, besides that, though, that is like I said, the little update this week. Some stuff that matters to some people, and of course, it didn't to a lot. So unfortunate, but that's where we are. I'm annoyed about the creator thing because, like I said, Alfresco's making uh, like little 3D models that we're me buying that they could only sell up to a hundred now, and. Uh, it sucks for them because they just found like that people would be interested in this stuff. And now Jagex is like, psych, we know you just found your thing, but never mind. Yeah, it, it is unfortunate. But also, um, I, it definitely seems like there are quite a few loopholes. And also the fact that it is probably, unless you have it fully disclosed, it's kind of hard to seemingly track whether someone has sold more or less than 100 of an item. Be sneaky, guys. So, um, yeah, essentially be <laughs> sneaky change the uh, change the materials when possible and if it's the difference between one less or one more toenail than before then maybe uh that's all the changes you need but uh i don't know i'm not a lawyer just saying another probably a workaround another one i was annoyed about was that person who makes all the boss uh boss pet plushes yeah they specifically said plush and i feel like they're talking about maybe that person no i think plushes and um 3d models of um, I know the 3D models are of RS popular. content has been getting really popular over the last two years specifically. So I think that's why they targeted those. What's really annoying is that Jagex doesn't sell anything like the stuff that you buy off Etsy. They, <laughs> they do in the board game. Yeah. Okay. Which is maybe why they started doing that. But the plushes, they don't sell plush. No, they don't sell plushes. But they well, don't want other not, people to sell them either. Not typically, at least. 
It's just like, you know, it's like it's like the HDL over again where they're like, we don't want you to do it in case we want to do it in the future. Yeah. I'm like, oh, stop it. Essentially. I feel like there's going to be a lot of backlash against this. Um, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, at least when I was on the subreddit earlier, it wasn't like riots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on to the Tomb of a Masket. So this is a blog post that actually came out earlier this week on the 15th. So it's been out for a few days, but it does give us an entire update on what's been going on with the tomb of course it's going to be coming out very soon here in the Mm -hmm. next month or maybe two if they push it back oh yeah um so the progress update this news post is here to give you everything you need to know in the run-up to tomb of masket it'll be updated regularly with more information once revealed over the coming weeks so i'm guessing you'll want to come back to this this is going to be a live document i'm guessing oh cool uh the team will be back to it next week yeah more than likely (laughs) Uh, The team is now in the last stages of development and are tweaking and testing final elements. We are still confident in the mid-August release for Tomb of a Mascot. These final stages are for the team to ensure that your first experience with OSRS's most anticipated raid is the best it can be. We appreciate your patience and are very excited for you to get your hands on the most ambitious raid so far. I'm excited. So uh, for anyone that doesn't know about Tombs, this is going to be the most accessible raid that's ever been as well as the most difficult raid that's ever been at the same time depending on how you change the settings yes exactly it is very accessible for whoever is looking to get into it i'm imagining it scales from entry mode tob to like hard mode tob that is definitely (laughs) the way it seems yeah um the next stuff we're going to be going over is spoilers so if that's something you're not interested in skip like 10 minutes Probably skip 10 minutes or uh, we're nearing the end anyway. So maybe just skip to, the Bye. End. <laughs> yeah, maybe just skip to next week. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, either way, though, the requirements for Tomb of a Mascot is going to be, of course, the quest up to including Beneath Cursed Sands, the newest quest, as well as 62 agility, 55 crafting and 55 fire making. So relatively, relatively low. You can easily get this done in the first day of playing if you wanted to. I mean, hardcore or, though. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a few days. Uh, yeah, the, the first, 62 agility is hard. Yeah, that'd be a grind. But the yeah, 52 or 55 is definitely low. So probably yeah. the first few days. As far as the <gasps> bosses, though, we get to know their names and take a look at them. Nice. So the first one is Akka. Uh, Thankfully, spelled, they put the human first this time because they keep showing the cool stuff and then be like, last but not least, the human. Yeah. So <laughs> it's A K K H A. Uh, once a human warrior, Akka made the mistake of joining a cult <gasps> dedicated to the original form of a mascot before she was corrupted into the devourer. Ooh. This cult had one desire is to be reborn in a perfected form. They performed a ritual called upon uh, a mascot, sacrificing themselves in her name. However, the poison used by Akka failed to work correctly. He survived, trapped on the brink of death, becoming a permanent servant to the devourer. And essentially, he yeah. looks like a cross between like a essentially like a sand centurion, mm-hmm. a very um, like Greek warrior esque, but also some, some desert themes as well. The next one is Baba, which is a baboon. Oh, I love it. Uh, was once the matriarch of a large troop of baboons. As she grew old, she feared for the future of her family, considering her heir to be <sighs> incompetent. A masket promised her immortality so that she could rule her family forever. However, in return, she demanded both Baba and her family serve her. Baba agreed and was willingly corrupted by a masket. This corruption granted her the immortality she desired, but bound her to a masket. Oh my god. 
Hardcore lore, dude. Yeah, pretty cool. Undead monkey. Love it. The second to last boss is Kefri. Kefri is the last of an ancient race of long-lived scarabs. She lived in isolation for years, watching the desert from afar, gathering knowledge as she did. While initially content, over time, she started to desire children to pass her knowledge on to. Amasket claimed to have a way to give Kefri the children she desired, promising to make her a mother of scarabs even smarter than she was. However, Amasket twisted these words, destroying <gasps> Kefri's intelligence, making her nothing more than a mindless thrall. That's sad. Very sad. That's a sad story. <clears throat> yes. And so the final boss, also for anyone wondering, you do have to kill all four of these bosses in whatever order you want before going to the final twin boss, uh, which is not revealed here. But the fourth and final boss they did reveal is Zebak, which of course is the crocodile we've seen before. So cool. He was part of a large group of crocodiles living in the Elid. With so little food available, the group had to rely on their resourcefulness. However, Zabak was weak and was unable to compete with the others. To survive, he used his resourcefulness in another way, luring other crocodiles into traps so he could kill them and take their food. Before long, he was the only crocodile left with nothing left to eat. Amascus promised him a lifetime supply of food in return for his service. He willingly agreed. Dang. So he's a savage, dude. He is. Um, either Played way, himself too. all these bosses look really, really cool. And I'd recommend checking them out if you I enjoy love. the art in this game. Can't wait to see the pets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, right? Uh, if there's... Uh, what if we read the rewards and like, no pet this raid? <laughs> I know. Right? Uh, so moving on to the rewards. If there's one thing any self-respecting ancient tomb pretty much guarantees, it's the presence of hidden treasures. So, of course, there's going to be all of this gear we've already seen, but it's going to be the Masori armor. This is the new best-in-slot ranged armor. Uh, so cool. Utilizing plates from broken-down pieces of Armadillo's armor with crafting up to 90 required in order to make your Masori armor with a Jeez. chisel, uh, you can create these upgraded versions. Nice. Uh, very, very similar to how the new best-in-slot Torva armor is made. Um, of course, they have the full set being the helmet, chest piece, and chain skirt. Cool. Um, you can, I think, can you use the standard set? Uh, yeah, I think you can use the standard set, but in order to um, use the best in slot stuff, you have to upgrade it with the um, with the broken down pieces of Armadale. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like different versions of it. Yeah, so it's not like Torva in that I think Torva, you get it and it's busted and then you have to upgrade it. This mm -hmm. one, you get it and it's just not very good and you have to upgrade it. Okay. Um, as far as the next one, it's the Shadow of Tumikin. So this is the new Ooh. weapon. Um, this is going to be the Dark Staff, similar to other powered staffs, and it has a built-in spell and also increases your damage based on your total uh, magic uh, level. Or your magic combat. So magic strength here is tripled from all of your Jeez. gear. Capped at a total of 100% magic strength. I'm so excited. Yeah. I want it so bad. Also, the accuracy is tripled as well. So definitely can't forget that. The new best in slot ward of Lydness. So the new best in slot magic shield. This is, of course, going to require you to get an arcane as well. And um, you're going to fuse them both together. So it's going to be the Ward of Atlantis will be your new best in slot magical shield. You receive the broken ward as rare loot from a masket with 90 rage and or 90 prayer and 90 smithing. You'll be able to combine the ward with an arcane sigil and 10,000 soul runes to prepare it. So, um, yeah, 
quite the pretty penny, but this is, yeah. of course, going to be best in slot. So literally as good as it can be. So cool. So, yeah, make sure to get your hand on that. Um, the Osmumtin's Fang. So this is going to be the new two-handed stab weapon for everyone looking to get into that. It's also going to have a very interesting niche at... Uh, it's going to have a boost accuracy by an additional 50%. So it's going to have high accuracy, but it's going to make it so you'll never hit your true max hit mm -hmm. unless you use the spec. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be cool to see if it's useful at high defense enemies, which is its design and how effective it'll be there. Yeah, we'll see a corp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, as far as the next item is going to be the light bearer. This is a ring for any adventurer looking to unload a deluge of special attacks and oh. can be equipped by any fortunate enough to have one in their possession. When equipped, your special attack energy will regenerate at twice the <gasps> speed it usually does. Unequipping the ring will reset the energy restoration timer. Yo. So that's going to be really cool, especially for, I mean, even like Slayer tasks and stuff like that. That'll be really cool for staying for a long time, especially if you have like a Saradome and Godsword or something like that's that. That's awesome. Uh, the next item is going to be the Thread of Elidness. This is actually really exciting and something that kind of snuck in at the last second. This is going to be an untradeable reward. So you're not going to find this on the um, GE. You're going to have to raid. This is a magical thread once woven by an ancient seamstress. Can be used together with a needle to imbue your rune pouch with magical energy, allowing you to store an additional type of rune. So Yay! that's four total instead of the normal three. So you're going to be able to teleport everywhere and high elk at the same time. So excited. So pretty, pretty cool. Uh, the final items are going to be the Karis Partisan's jewels. All of these jewels can only be used in the Tomb of a Masket, except for one which does increase your accuracy against Calphites, Scarabs, and Beetles. So this will be not extremely necessary, but incredibly effective if you do plan on going and camping KQ for quite mm -hmm. some time. Um, the other ones is going to be the Eye of the Corruptor. This jewel is going to grant you a special attack, which costs 75% of your special attack, and it increases your accuracy by 100% and your damage by 25%. Jeez. Any enemy hit with it will receive 25% percent increased damage for the next six seconds so it's going to be a burst type weapon um, so it'll be a really good support weapon for the rest of your team as well because i'm sure you can chain these um with other people in your team mm -hmm. and i think everyone will want to be bringing the cares partisan i'm guessing for fights against uh kefri which is a scarab yeah um, the Karis Partisan's attack speed will be halved when using the Wrath of Masket. So in other words, you'll have to wait eight cycles after using the special attack in order to be able to start attacking again. So like I said, it is very support oriented. It's not going to be you doing a lot of damage. It's going to be for your team. Yeah. So the final item in the whole raid is going to be the final jewel, which is the Jewel of the Sun. Using this jewel grants the Karis Partisan a passive ability to drain life from defeated foes at the cost of prayer points. If a killing blow is dealt to a creature within the tomb with a Karis Partisan supporting this jewel, then the player will lose 5 prayer but gain 12 hit points. Hmm. This effect can overheal up to 20% of the player's hit point level. So that's actually that's really good. pretty good. Um, the jewel also gives you 25% accuracy against creatures with less than 25% health, so somewhat of an execute. Additionally, the jewel grants a special attack, which is called Tumikin's Light. Um, Tumikin's Light costs 75% of the player's special attack and 
prayer points in order to fully heal and overheal the player up to 20% above their hit points level. The special attack also cures all poison, restores any drained stats, and fully restores run energy. So it's essentially huge. it essentially is like a like a Saradomen. Sarah What's the other one? Um, Super restore. I was thinking it's like the pool of rejuvenation. No, it's almost. like a yeah, it's a sand few serum, but like on steroids. <laughs> Um, so that one's called Tumikin's Light. The other one, if I missed it, is called Wrath of a Masket. Of course, one is uh, the Tumikin's Light, Jewel of the Sun, is based on survivability and healing. Uh, the Eye of the Corruptor with the Wrath of a Masket, which is, of course, all going to be about damage and supporting your team in damaging. So you're probably just going to split up your team which jewels will you use. Yeah, of course, it'll uh, depend on the makeup of your team and stuff like that. And also, I'm not sure whether you can just hot swap these jewels whenever you want or, if, or if they'll break or something like that they're only obtainable in the dungeon so you can't bring them from the outside yeah um that's it for the dungeon though or for the new raid so make sure to keep a lookout for that nice yeah next up there is a little bit of a competition so the first competition is for the login screen design challenge want to play a part in the launch of tombs this is your chance to design something familiar to scapers the old school login screen Using the lore surrounding the events of the desert storyline and the background of the Caridian Desert as your inspiration, we'd like to see you come up with a thematic login screen for when Tombs of a Masquerade arrives in August. If you win, every player who opens Old School will see your designs as they prepare to step into Gilinor. So there are some rewards for if you do win or make the finale of this competition. First place gets a $200 Amazon voucher, 12 months of membership, and framed image of your artwork signed by the team. Second place gets a $100 Amazon voucher and 6 months of membership. Third and fourth place get a $50 Amazon voucher each and three months of membership. And this competition started on July 15th, so it's already begun, and it's going to end July 24th at midnight. Well, 11.59 p.m. So make sure to enter now because this is always, like, the most fun part of new things. <laughs> yeah. The four finalists are going to be chosen by the old school team and it'll they'll have like a poll starting on the 28th that's closing on the 1st so the community can go and vote for who the winner is. Yep. They also have some requirements for what sizes they should be and stuff and we'll be including a link to the notes and the information just so we don't have to go over the pixels yeah. and everything right now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, if you're worried about the size or anything like that, what type of file it needs to be, all that information is in there. Yes. And also, I think this is, obviously this, this is cool because it's, you know, bringing together the community, but this is also literally just them getting free work out of people, which yeah, I think is kind of funny. Yeah, which we've been realizing recently. Yeah, because I mean, this is... How much would they pay an artist to commission for this, you think? Exactly. Like, if you spent a couple <laughs> days making this, or even one day making this, it's much more likely they'd pay you more than $200, but... um, They should have more for the winners. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, if you're just going to be doing this type of art anyways, and this is a great way to... Uh, maybe get compensated for it yes but if you're doing it just for this prize money then maybe uh i don't know maybe just make different art pieces and sell them because you apparently can do that up to 100 up to 100 <laughs> the second competition is stories from the caridian desert short story competition this is our most narrative driven raid yet and we know you lore hounds will be ready to take us on a journey with your own evocative 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 with your own evocative tales of desert sands and ancient intrigue Jump into the creative writing zone and tell us a story relevant either to Tombs of Masket, the overarching desert storyline from Ikthorin's Little Helper to Beneath Her Sands, or the Caridian Desert. 
The winner of this competition will have their short story turned into an in-game book that will be available for all players to access and read. Whether it be myth, legend, or based on true events, we can't wait to see what we come up with. And then it includes the details for that. You don't even win money for this one. You don't even win the gift cards. No. First place gets 12 months of membership, and your short story would turn into an in-game book. Second place, six months of membership. Third and fourth get three months of membership. Yeah. So, Which this is just as hard as drawing. They should have made the prizes equal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a writer, and it's because it's hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm not an artist because it's hard. They're equally hard. Yeah. So uh, either way, these are pretty cool. If, again, you are already doing this type of stuff, and if it's you're just creative and you like it. something you enjoy, then maybe... Think about participating. You could get rewarded for it and immortalized in the game potentially, which is kind of cool. That part's pretty nice, yeah. Um, but if, again, you're just going out of your way to do this, there's probably a lot better ways to make money or get membership. Check out Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that is going to be about it for the Tomb of a Mascot update. Yep. We're quickly going to be covering the Jagex launcher technical news post, which was put out on the 14th of last week, just after our episode came out. Mm-hmm. So there is a ton of backstory to the launcher and why it's being made, as well as a lot of the hurdles they've had to overcome as a dev team, which I'm not going to be going over. Yeah, it's a lot. Because there is a ton to go over, a lot of very semantic language and uh, buzzwords and stuff like that. So it's just better if I skip to the end. Yeah, it'd probably end. just sound bad if we said it aloud. So either way, they want to run through the requirements mentioned above and how the launcher enables them to meet it. So Mentioned above by them, not by us. Yes. <laughs> this is a very long post, like I said, and this is uh, a summary at the bottom, essentially. So a standard authorized authorization mechanism, of course, because uh, RuneScape is infamous for having some of the worst security of any modern day MMO. What? Um, it says with the launcher embedded a browser, the auth the OAuth 2 authorization code flow works out of the box as it can handle all things a normal web browser can. So essentially they're having better authorization and authentication of your accounts. Good. So harder to get hacked. Uh, security and automated attack prevention. Again, just more layers of defense as well as nice things such as remembered logins. Um, they're going to remember all your credentials. And so That's whenever great. you start a new game or just go onto a different account, it'll all be right there in the same spot. Um, this also includes a seamless user experience. Of course, because you don't have to enter your credentials over and over again, there's no risk of needing to manly, manually switch applications or crazy dialogue pop-ups or any issues when you log in like that. Nice. Also, also makes it harder for people to get you locked out of your account, I'm assuming. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Uh, minimum game client download. So by using the launcher to serve your authorization purposes, the game client no longer needs to bundle anything extra for this purpose. So it can maintain the minimalist game download size. So it won't get bloated in the future. Okay. Um, centralized credential responsibility. So again, just making sure that your authorization token passes um, every time. So it's not going to be um, getting messed up in that development process or in that um, authorization process. So either way, it's just seems like they're having a better flow in their security setup. Yeah. And the final thing is their SSO across their game. So no matter what Jagex game someone is playing now or in the future, they'll always have the launcher to start it. So all their games will be there. It's all going to be centralized in a single location with a single authorization credential So there's not going to be multiple attacks on your account at the same time. Thank God. Which can definitely happen because you can have an RS account, an RS account on the website, and, of course, an OSRS account. 
So um, either way, they do go through, like I said, in a ton of um, what I'm going to call like leet speak. But this is just like coding speak. They talk a lot about HTTP authorization, um, credentials, a lot of and stuff like that. Probably wouldn't get it. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> probably get wouldn't be get wouldn't get it or wouldn't be interested. So I just thought I'd go over and let you know that they are essentially going through great lengths to make it as secure as possible and have everything as convenient as possible, being all in one secure location. Good. So yeah, if you want more insight on that, then I check out the full dev post to see all of the stuff they had to go through to get through to this because it goes all the way back to 2016. Yeah. Well, probably when they realized that their game's login system was complete garbage, <laughs> which is still amazing. It took them a lot long to realize that. Yeah. But uh, either way, that's going to be about it this week. We can end off on a few questions that we got from the community. Yes. So our first question is going to be from Matt on Instagram. Hey, super specific question, but what are your thoughts on a new holiday event, OSRS? Which holiday would you want to be? I think Oktoberfest would be super. Could take a place in a setup tent festival area in Lumbridge Cow Farm, and the story every year involves either different races trying not to drink each other, like dwarves and Fremenex, or solving problems for someone who's made a lot of mistakes when they were drunk. Example would be King of Varrock sends a level air to Queen of Etcetera, and then you have to intercept it before it gets there. <laughs> and funny. yeah, I don't, I don't, I want more events. I was thinking like New Year's, I guess. Yeah. I was trying to think of a universal one. Yeah. Because I, Thanksgiving isn't really universal. Yeah, Thanksgiving is also a really boring holiday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. New Year's, I think, could be fun. I think it'd be cool if they had a cutscene where it was night and there was like fireworks. <laughs> oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Like if they had fireworks in all the all the cities or something like yeah. that. You could just like go and it'll just be a cut screen because obviously it's never night here. <laughs> yeah. Or it'd be cool if for one night they did have like for a one night day theme. they had it at night yeah one day they had a night theme that'd be cool on new year's but it's an, <laughs> then it's do like it. what time do you do it at because it has to be different worlds different vibes BS, bst or whatever yep but um yeah so that, that'd be pretty cool i don't know it would probably just be the same as like christmas where it's just them setting up the party and they need help if it was a new year's event yeah exactly i didn't realize how much of the events in this game are christian holidays oh yeah all of them easter and christmas i'm like oh weird yeah um, yeah, that's why I was that's also kind of what influenced my answer because I was like, it'd be cool. A, an easy one would be like Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest seems like fun. Like that'd be a really easy one. But um I don't know. I think like oddly enough, a common thing theme among like every like major country that plays this game is like like disrespecting indigenous people so maybe like an indigenous people one that'd be nice <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a unfortunate truth but um yeah maybe people they could have something are like that. disrespectful huh <laughs> yeah i don't know but uh yeah i don't know what holiday they would do that's you know, like singing valentine's day uh, you deliver valentine's for people yeah but also valentine's day is kind of a lame holiday but i bet the fashion scape could be cute for the rewards. maybe they should just make up a new holiday could be a RuneScape holiday. Yeah, like maybe, yeah, maybe it's just a custom RuneScape holiday or yeah, something like that. like Varrock Day. Yeah, or definitely something more Varrock's creative giving. than that. <laughs> yeah, maybe something cooler about like bringing the community together or something like that. Because there should definitely be more like holiday events. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, maybe that aren't really related to religion. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Next up is from Harger over on Twitter. If Jagex were to release a new Hunter Quest, what would you like it to be like? I can imagine helping an elven village find a beast in the woods responsible for the murder of their children. The boss battle opens a new hunter method and weapons. 
I loved that. Someone actually also responded to that tweet. Weston said they need a quest in the town north of Priftonus, a standalone mid-level quest, which also agreed they do. Yeah. No one goes up there. Well, there's nothing up there except for Shooting some, stars. Well, there's chinchampas and a mining area. They need to have something up there. Yeah. But uh, that would be a... That'd be a good place to put a new hunting thing, I think. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Also, there's like, I think if I'm remembering correctly, almost like no good hunting things in all of Corinne, which is kind of crazy because it's a really big area. Yeah, they should just introduce something new there. Yeah, I was thinking they could do something like related to um, like maybe I was thinking like related to like Irby because I think that'd be really cute. That's literally like the only a crystal reason. Irby with the Corinne crystals. No, I was thinking like maybe like Irby like has like a baby and they like lose it in like Corinne. You have to like go like find it or something. And then you find like a new like Irby location there. Oh, yeah. They were on the way to the RD Zoo with the baby Irby and it got lost. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Or so, I don't know. Or something like that. Like maybe someone is like illegally trafficking like Irby or something like that. And the baby said not today. Yeah. And the, like, the, <laughs> the baby escaped and you have to like take down the trafficker and save Irby and then they like and then like another group of them settle there so there's like two different irby locations that'd be cute i like that a lot yeah or a different version of irby even if they don't want to copy it there (laughs) yeah yeah that'd be cool too i like that yeah because like i think there's literally zero hunting stuff in corinth which is crazy i mean i I used to probably no there there is like there 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 is some i think near shazian okay but I barely. think uh, whenever I think of Corinne, I think of like Arceus and like spiritual and crystals and stuff. I think it'd be cool to like Loki be like hunting spirits kind of. Oh, okay. And I'm imagining it would give you jars similar to Implings, like similar loot in that way. Like you don't actually catch them. That'd be cool. You, like the Implings, you like just get a reward for capturing their like essence. I don't know how exactly that would work. <laughs> yeah. Or I think it'd be cool if you came across like uh, like kind of maybe near because like, you know, it goes like shazian lizardmen and then farming guild and stuff like that mm-hmm. maybe instead of the instead of like or near the farming guild or like in between there you find like a like a cool sentient normal like lizardman <laughs> and then he's all like yo me and my family are running out of food can you go catch us some like like lesser like things to like help us out and, oh. they're, and they're like they're like cool lizard men that'd be cute yeah because like lizard, I can at this point lizard men are just like complete animals that you fight to the death all the time yeah there's like no like it's not like obor or like the new obor where like uh what's his name i don't, I don't... galvic no is like varak oh wait galvic's the dragon, yeah, galvic's <laughs> the dragon yeah. his name's like the giant's foundry one i don't remember his yeah name. giant's foundry one where he's like a cool like normal hill giant where all the other ones are like <laughs> things you just kill. barbarians yeah so i was like maybe that'd be cool if you that'd uh, be cool yeah so yeah maybe something like that i don't know something that's like unique i guess instead of just the typical oh there's some rats over here you gotta catch them i'll catch some rats yeah exactly <laughs> i like that one i'm just not creative enough to think of any really really good ideas uh but yeah that is it for our questions we still have more from wraith but we're running out of our billion wraith questions, so I'm not going to do it every week now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good because we are plenty good on time this week, so yep. hopefully you all enjoyed it. And it is spicy, so I can't wait to end this. Yes, shout out to all the uh, UK people. Yeah, we're, seeming, not, we're seemingly, not in the UK, but still spicy in San Diego. Seemingly dying from the heat over there. Awful. Yeah, hopefully you guys, we are never visiting you. Hopefully you guys get, <laughs> get better uh, insulation and reverse insulation <laughs> later in the future. Get better fixing climate change. <laughs> 
Well, also, I've, I've read that, like, shout out to all the UK people. Tell me if this is true, but apparently all of your houses are made to keep heat yep, in. I've heard of that, too. So, um, yeah. Shout Brutal. out to you. I, we know what it's like living in Southern California, so make sure to uh, drink plenty of water and... What I like to do is put yeah, water on your legs and your arms instead of front of a fan, so it feels nice and cool. Make sure to stock up on Otter Pops. Yeah. I don't know if you have those there, but any any popsicles. Otter Pops. Any, any popsicles. <laughs> that accent was... Yeah, that was awful. We'll pretend that never happened. All right. If you guys want to send us any questions of your own, you can on our social media. Our Twitter is Boonbabe OSRS. Our Instagram and YouTube are Boonbabe. You can watch me stream five days a week at twitch.tv slash Boonbabe. I'm not sure if I'm going to be streaming this Friday because it's Comic-Con. But I might be. Might be doing just like a little baby stream for a few hours while still dressed up. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe we'll do an IRL stream. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I was joking. But I maybe. think, yeah, I think it'd be too hard. I'd be scared of someone stealing my phone, to be honest, at Comic-Con. Oh, uh, that wouldn't happen. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is going to be it. Thank you all yeah, thanks for, for listening. Yeah, giving us your time. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. And we'll see you all very soon. Very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Meet Merp. Meep.